been a bad boy in my lifetime. But now I'm trying to be righteous in the Lord's eyes. Welcome everyone to episode 3 of After God's Own Heart podcast. It's your boy Ire, Ire T, Ire Trills, um, the baddest guy on the planet, no I'm joking, yeah Ire, Ire is cool and uh, welcome. Thanks to those who have tuned in to episode 1 and 2, I uh, really love all the, the um, opinions and thoughts you've sent in, I really appreciate it so continue to do so, um, those, you know, those of you know that. I'm, you know, I'm an open book. Um, I like to discuss um, ideas, even if they're contrary to mine, or even if they agree with mine. So, give me your views. Um, if you haven't already, tune into episode two, where we look, where I described what God's heart was like in just three words, and the words were champion, um, aka advocate. You know, and if you don't know what champion is, think of Game of Thrones, where you have a trial by combat, and you're weak, and you get someone to fight your battles for you. Uh, that's essentially what God does for us on a daily um, basis. And then the second one was a gracious, uh, you know, he's graceful and merciful. Uh, gracious and merciful. And a great example of that is in the story of the prodigal son, where the prodigal son sobers up, um, you know, returns from his um, bad bad ways. And even though he hasn't made it back to his house yet, his father comes running out to him and that shows you what God is like with us that even when we haven't fully repented or we haven't, or we haven't fully made a change as soon as we repent as soon as we um, make a change in our mindset even our action hasn't changed completely God comes to run towards us to bring us back home which is which is you know as gracious as it can be and then the third one that I mentioned was that God is actually reasonable um, an example of that is with the scene of Abraham when God is contemplating destroying Sodom and Gomorrah and, you know, there's thousands of bad boys and bad girls in Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham bargains of God and ends and God says, If even if there's just ten people as in ten righteous people, just ten righteous people and the vast majority of people are evil Yeah, so you know, he would spare them. And if you think that's no big deal, right? Look at our um, presidents and so on. You know, they'd bomb Afghanistan or Iraq to kill a main, um, you know, opposition leader or a main um, terrorist, even if there's 50 innocent children in that compound as well. But God, you know, the Most High, who answers to no one, would say in here, even if there's just 10 righteous, innocent people, and the vast majority, like thousands of people are evil, I won't destroy that place. Yeah, he will spare it and he won't destroy it, uh, which shows that God is quite a reasonable guy. So that's what we discussed in episode two. If you haven't already tuned in, um, in episode three today, we're going to be looking at the topic of what's more important: serving God or spending time with Him. You know, spend or you know, serving God or building a fellowship with the Lord. And, and then we'll look into more detail how you can start building your walk with God if you haven't got one already. Uh, we'll look in more detail as to how we can build up daily habits. 
Okay, cool. Okay, so let's let's go. Let's get into it. Um. So, in my opinion, to answer the question of as to what's more important, serving God or spending time with Him, my answer is spending time with Him. That should come first, and that's what's more important to me. And the reason for that is. You know, if I don't know who God is, if I haven't had that personal experience for myself, if I, if I haven't had that personal revelation for myself, then I'm not going to know what he likes. I'm not going to know how he wants to be served or he, what he wants me to do. I'll just be serving out of my own strength, doing what feels comfortable to me. And even though what feels comfortable to me might be decent, it won't nearly be as great enough as it would be if I served God how he wanted. You know, think about your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your auntie. Um, and you go and you're on the way to see them, but you stop off at um, saying breathe to get them something on the way, right? Now that's a good gesture that you think about them, that you thought about them, and you want to get them something. But unless you really know them, what you're gonna get them is gonna be rubbish. You know, they may be one, they, they, you know, they, they they may be sitting at home looking at lip salivating at the idea of um, getting Kindle Brennels, and then you be, you bring them um, some fruity pebbles or something. You know, and even if we, if, even if we people are great, and you know they'll be grateful for it, you can't really serve someone if you don't really know them or you don't really know what they like. If you knew what they liked, you'd be able to get them them bad boy Kinder Buenos. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and likewise with God, if you don't really know who God is, then how are you really supposed to serve Him? You know, in my opinion, you can't serve God properly without knowing Him, knowing what He likes, and knowing how He wants to be served by you. You know, let the rules be reversed. Imagine. Um, you're dating someone, or someone's trying to serve you. You know, yeah, you'll be, um, yeah, you, you know, or think about love languages, right? That jazz, um, actually not jazz, um, but let me be toxic for once. Ah, cool, no, no longer toxic. But yeah, so think about love languages, right? Um, and let's say yours is acts of service, like mine, right? And your partners or someone who's close friends with you, theirs is physical touch, right? They could be touching you, like hugging you, holding your hand and stuff, right? And that feels great. But in your head, you're thinking, I want to be served. You know, I want you to um, help me with my work when I'm feeling stressed. I want you to, you know, um, pray for me or fast with me when I'm feeling depressed or when I'm praying for something. You know, I want you to serve me in that way. You know, holding hands is great. Hugging is great. But this is how I want to be served. And that's you know that's similar to God. If you and, you know, and, and unless that person really knows you and spends time with you, getting to know you, they won't know how you want to be served. So in their head, they may be thinking that they're doing the best possible, you know, behavior. They must be, they're doing the best possible work on their part. But in your head, you're thinking, you know, this person is is pants, is poor. Alright, cool. Um, and obviously, you know me, I like to back things up biblically. So. The best example for this is if we look at the interaction and relationship between Martha, Mary and Jesus in Luke 10. So if we go to the book of Luke chapter 10, we look at verse 38. Um, I'm using the AMP version. That's even more old school than um, KJV, so I like AMP. Um, so if you look at verse, if you look at chapter 10, sorry, and look at verse 38, 38 it says... Now, while they were on their way, Jesus entered the village called Bethany, and a woman named Martha 
welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities and she approached him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. But the Lord replied to her, saying, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage, which will not be taken away from her. So for some context, what's going on is Jesus has been welcomed into the home of Martha. Uh, Martha has a sister um, called Mary. And Jesus is teaching. I'm, I'm guessing there's some people in the house, and Jesus, you know, is in his teaching bag, jumping, you know, mixtape after mixtape, right? And um, Mary is just intrigued. Mary just wants to, you know, it says there in verse 39 that Mary was continually, continually listening to his teaching, uh, but Martha was busy serving and being distracted. And her mother gets amped, and she's, you know, she she gets um, annoyed and says to the Lord, "Why can't Mary help her as well?" And Jesus tells her. No, only one thing is necessary, which Martha is doing. So Jesus tells her, No, only one thing is necessary, which Mary is doing, and that's listening to him and you know paying attention to his teaching. So to me, that shows me that the most important part is listening to the God, to listening to the Lord, and understanding his teaching and spending time with him. Now, don't get me wrong, serving is good. Um, Martha wasn't doing anything evil. You know, I don't think she was trying to poison his food or anything. She wasn't doing anything evil. Um, but hey, Jesus is saying it's a priority, right? Um, and, you know, I get I get Martha's frustration because uh, imagine you're, you're at home, you and your sister, you and your brother, and, you know, your mom gets guests, right? And then your sister's being lazy and she's chilled with the guests, playing around with the guests, and your mom sends you in the kitchen to do all the work and service, right? Um you know, people would call you the more mature child. People would call you the more, um, you know, um, built child, the more ready child in terms of someone who's, you know, just naturally someone who serves, right? And they, you know, excuse your sister or brother for being young, right? But in this case, Jesus, Jesus is saying that only one thing is necessary, right? And that is to continuously listen to the Lord's teaching and be in fellowship with him. So that to me tells me that the most important part is listening to God and building fellowship with Him. Only then, only you know, only once you know what God is like and what God wants from you, right? Can you then know how to serve Him properly, as I mentioned before, right? I'll give you an example. I, I, you know, I'm part of the welcome team at church, and um, part of that involves whenever someone new comes to the service. You welcome them to church, you speak to them, get to know them, take down the details and someone up follow someone in our church will follow up with them during the week. And the whole aim is to make the immersion and um, you know, make new attendees not feel left out and to make new people get introduced into the church family and church body and ultimately be part of the church um long term. That's what the welcome team does. And I remember when I didn't really when I was part you know, when I was still in when I was still of the world, when I was still a bad boy, um I just used to serve just to tick it off the list. It was part of my weekly goals, tick it off the list, right? Um, 
I wasn't really serving the Lord properly. I'd go up there, I'd put up, I'd put on my um, welcome to um, my church um, red glove, and you know that would be it. But when I started to know the Lord properly, I took even more of a, you know, focused view on on serving. That I, you know, you know, I didn't just come to welcome team meetings just to turn up. I came and I took an active part into it you know i really really was passionate about meeting new people and introducing them to our church and introducing them to god um and that came because i first had a deep relationship with god whereas before when i didn't have a good relationship with god i just tried to serve i just tried to do things in my own strength didn't really know what i was doing i thought what i was doing looked good and from the outside point of view you'd think yeah this guy is serving at church husband material right but my heart and my mindset were all over the place. You know what I'm saying? It looked great on the outside. Inside, I was in conflict, man. Turmoil. You know what I'm saying? Um, nah, I'm great. You know, thank God. Um, but yeah, I was poor in terms of uh, my character and so on. And so, yeah, I was doing things at a superficial level, right? But I wasn't really serving God properly. Yeah, um, and you know, in my head, I'm, I'm I'm thinking off a list, doing what makes you comfortable. But in, in God's head, you know, God, the Bible talks about God likes people worshiping Him, in spirit, and in truth. Right? I wasn't doing that. I was just worshiping Him in my own strength, and I wasn't even worship. I was just being lazy with it. Whereas when I'm when I when I when I got deeper into my Word, I saw how important it is to win souls and to make people feel part of the body. That I was more intentful. When it came to um, meeting new people, I, was, I had more of an intention. I was more, aggre- not aggressive, but I was more, you know, diligent when it came to looking for people in a congreg- in the congregation who could be new. Yeah, I wasn't as passive as, as I used to be before. Okay, perfect. So, okay, cool. So, we've established that fellowship is more important than serving. Right, and then only when your fellowship is great can you then serve. So you know, fellowship and spending time with God is the foundation. And once you got the foundation solid, then serving. You know, both are still important. You know, the Great Commission in um, Matthew twenty-eight, you know, is to you know make disciples of all nations, right? And to you know, to you know, we've got two missions there: to know God and to make Him known. So again, serving God is really important but the most important thing the only necessary thing is to taste and see that the lord is good yourself first and how do you do that by spending time with him okay cool so let's get um first things first um how do you build fellowship right let's go back to the fundamentals you know really and truly like how do you build relationship how do you build fellowship with anyone how do you how do you build a relationship with anyone you spend time with them right okay cool so how do you spend time with god there's a few ways you can do it you can spend time reading the word you can try praying every day and you can try worshiping the lord every day right now i know that sounds sometimes it's hard for example if you're someone who hasn't prayed uh for a long time in months it, it, it can it can it can honestly to be honest with you sound very intimidating if someone told you to pray every day uh so what what we can do is there's a 10 by 10 by 10 rule that i like to use um, and I, I used this one initially when I was still growing on my journey. Um, and that's like just spending every day, spending 10 minutes reading your Bible, 10 minutes praising and worshipping, and 10 minutes praying. Right? And before you know it, that's 30 minutes you spent a day. 
where you've got, you know, so you've got, and, you know, before you know, when you build a habit up, that's 30 minutes you spend a day where you've got 10 minutes praying, and, you know, 10 minutes is a very short period of time. You know, this podcast, 10 minutes has gone past already, right? So 10 minutes praying, 10 minutes reading the Bible, and then 10 minutes um, praising and worshipping. I like to spend my first part of however long I do it, doing praise and worship, just to get my spirit in the mood, and then I like to read my Bible, and then I like to pray after. Um, but yeah, so look at that. And then before you know it, it won't just be 30 minutes anymore, it'll be 45 minutes, it'll be one hour. You know, ultimately the Bible says pray about season, right? Season, right? Um, ceasing, <laughs> yeah? But you got to start somewhere, right? And that's fine, you got to have an honest look at yourself. Um, I remember when I first started trying to do 10 by 10 by 10, I used to think praying for 10 minutes is long, right and then my mentor said cool these are some bullet points you can look at and when you go for each bullet point each prayer point that 10 minutes goes by quick right so likewise you know um and again it's a habit you know a habit is just like a muscle you start slowly right just try to get into the rhythm of doing 10 by 10 by 10, 10 you know 10 minutes reading the bible 10 minutes praying and 10 minutes um, worshipping and then before you know it that's 30 minutes altogether already per day you're doing and that's how you can go quickly from spending zero minutes a day with the lord to 30 minutes a day at least with the lord and ultimately during the rest of the day you can still talk to the lord uh, you know and so on right and then lastly you want to also um surround yourself with godly people are you supposed to spend time with god if the people you're around with are um you know dimming your light or you know making your thought taste bland you know, so you might like you might you might like bland salt. I don't want to, I don't want to black um, bland salt. You know, on my chicken and my air fryer, be. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. So once you've developed that that's quiet time with the Lord and you're doing it consistently, I remember again, no pressure. Um, you know, you're not gonna, you know, you, you know, there's gonna be times where you don't do it every day of the week. That's fine. Just keep up the consistency. Consistency. Pray to God to help you, enable you. Right. Remember the Bible talks about. Um, not despising the day of small beginnings. So even though you're thinking 10 minutes, what's that, right? It's still better than doing nothing at all. Yeah, so try to be honest with yourself and try to, you know, spend that time with the Lord. Otherwise, you're not going to get to know Him. Right? All right, cool. So once you spend time doing your quiet time, again, the second part is obeying God's commands and repenting when you mess up. You know, Jesus says, if you obey, if you love Him, then obey His commandments. Right, um, in two chronicles verse um, in two chronicles thirty verse nine, it says, "For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate; He will not turn His face from you if you return to Him." So that shows it's important for us to repent. Um, you know when we mess up. You know how can you be in fellowship with someone who you're consistently um, sinned against, or even you know if that sounds too peak, how can you be best friends with your boy, or how can your best friend try to be, how can your boy or, or a girl try to be best friends with you, when they keep annoying you and keep hurting you at the same time, right, you know the Bible talks about when we sin, it grieves the Holy Spirit, right, that's pain, pain, you know what I'm saying, I can't even fathom that, right, so, alright, if you want to walk with God, cool, let's also learn to repent when we mess up again we're gonna we're gonna mess up you know um yeah we're gonna mess up right um so cool and then you know, again in 1 john 1 verse 9 it says if we confess our sins he's he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness yeah cool and then once you get your fellowship right and once you're repenting and obeying god's commandments then cool we can look at the service yeah 
cool so how do we serve where do you even begin to serve what does service look like not everyone wants to be in a welcome team for example not everyone wants to time the bible and, and preach right cool uh the best place to start then is having a look at yourself what are your gifts right what is what has god made the so unique about you right you know um another example is if you don't think you have gifts you, you, that's not true everyone's got a gift right um you know your gifts yes they're there to make you successful and yes they're there to make you different and yes they're supposed to bring you greatness right but ultimately your gifts are, are how you're gonna you know your gifts point to you how you're supposed to serve god and how you're ultimately supposed to bring glory to his name right um i've got a gift of you know uh, okay, never, never mind. But yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say my gift. Um, oh, for example, yeah, some people say that um, I've got charis- uh, I've got charisma, right? Um, and you know, like, like with any gift, I can use it for good or evil. Back in the day, I used to use it to pattern bouncers to get in for free at clubs, or to pattern um, the lady who would um, be in a cloakroom so that I can hang my cloakroom for free, or to pattern drinks at a bar, right? But now I'm trying to use it to build God's kingdom, right? And oh, that's a gift. So. What is so unique about you? Um, and that's what you can look at. And maybe that's what God's called you to serve. So now I'm using my charisma in a welcome team. And when I meet new people at church, I try to, you know, be relatable with them. I try to charm them. I try to, you know, show them that church isn't boring, that God, that God is good. Um, for example, are you someone who's good at teaching, maybe? And uh, maybe you can, you can go into teaching people about the word. Maybe you can set up your own YouTube page. Maybe you could volunteer at church and maybe lead your own um, team where you have um, uh, you know maybe you can be a leader at your church where you're preaching to other people who are a bit younger than you in their faith you know or maybe you've got good vocals right um, you know you, you know you just that your soundcloud hasn't banged yet right maybe you could sing in church maybe you could you know have your own um, songs which are dedicated towards the Lord you know so what gifts do you have and how can you use them to serve God again your gifts aren't just for you they're there for you to bring glory to God's name. You get me? Again, and if you don't know what your gifts are, think about it this way. Uh, so let's say there's five of you in your circle, right? If if you disappear from that circle, how would that circle suffer? Right? And that could tell you what's also unique about you between you and your friends. Um, are you the person that always keeps harmony within your friendship groups? Are you the person who's always keeping everyone accountable? Right? Are you are you one that everyone talks to because you're so easy to talk to, and you have great understanding, and you you know you're, you're just someone who's just so nice to talk to? Are you are you know have you been gifted with um millions of pounds? Right? All jokes aside, you know how how are you? You know what kind of gift do you have? I and mean, everyone's got a gift. Um, yeah. So that your gift could tell you more about where you're supposed to serve. Okay, cool. You know, have you got a gift of dreaming, um, dreams, right, or prophecy? There's there's a lot of gifts out there. Um, which you have so just have an honest look at yourself and um, that's where you can start serving again it's not bad to serve um, even if you haven't built these habits up in terms of spending time with the Lord um, but in terms of to make the most out of serving you can only make the most out of serving someone if you know them to a good level of standard right of course when you know God to a good level of standard don't just stop getting to know him still get to know him and serve him simultaneously yeah okay cool so that's it for today it's quite a short one uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, again, if um, if, you, if you have any thoughts or views, please message me or reach out to the podcast. Uh, the podcast can be found at at after 
God's Own Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, <coughs> and SoundCloud. Or hashtag after God's own after God's own pod. Um, my Instagram is ere.ae, which is i r e dot a e, and my Twitter is sorry, yeah, my Twitter is irelewa, which is i r a y l i w a. Uh, I'm gonna have guests on soon, so if you wanna be a guest, drop me a DM. Uh, let me know what your favorite, what your favorite Bible characters are and who you wanna talk about and who you know a lot about, and then we can talk offline. And yeah, you know, please, please subscribe, follow, and leave a review. You know, I really appreciate you coming to me with your reviews. Some thoughts, but please leave it on the actual um, SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify pages so that we can further have conversations um, with the world, right? Um, yeah, again, really appreciate you for tuning in and see you next week.